nobody wants to find out that they have an outstanding warrant. And we get a lot of calls from people that have uh, gone to renew their license at the DMV, for example, and found out that they had a warrant. Uh, maybe they were arrested. Maybe they were just told about it. Uh, sometimes people get pulled over and an officer may write them a citation and not actually arrest them on the warrant, but inform them that they have a warrant. But whatever the facts and circumstances may be, it's never fun to find out that you have a warrant for your arrest. Uh, depending on what type of warrant it is, we may be able to go into court for you and have the court quash the warrant. Uh, quashing the warrant basically means uh, when you appear, either personally or through counsel, the court once again has jurisdiction over you. They no longer have to utilize the warrant to arrest you and bring you before the court. When you voluntary, voluntarily appear before the court, there's a pretty good chance that the court will quash the warrant, allow you to remain out of custody until you resolve your legal matter. Uh, a warrant can lie for uh, a felony charge, a misdemeanor charge, or even a traffic ticket. And it's very important to clear up your warrants because obviously uh, nobody wants to go to jail, especially unexpectedly. So um, if you have a warrant, um, call 702 Defense, uh, speak to our office, and we can get your matter placed on calendar. We can get you before the court, and we can keep you, in most cases, from going to jail. I'm attorney Michael Becker with the Las Vegas Defense Group. If you or a loved one has been charged with a criminal offense in Las Vegas or throughout the state of Nevada, trust in me and my legal team to get your case dismissed or otherwise negotiate a resolution that causes minimal harm to you in your future. The beast known as the Grim Reaper, as I like to call him, Lil Reese. 40% of all people mentioned by Lil Reese are actually now packs. They're dead. Did Lil Durk get choked out by Lil Reese? If you FaceTime with the shy rat Grim Reaper himself, it's basically like an interview for the afterlife. Lil Reese has fought a charge, or not really a charge, he was arrested on indirect contempt of court. Lil Reese has been let back out on the streets by the Chicago PD. Nobody is safe. Lil Reese, aka the Chirac Grim Reaper, is one of the most feared individuals in modern day hip hop. The 27 year old from Chicago, Illinois, started to gain national notoriety after he was featured on Chief Keef's I Don't Like back in 2012, which eventually peaked at number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. This rapid success resulted in Lil Reese signing a major record deal with Def Jam. But as the years went on, Lil Reese started being known less for rapping and more for his various activities in the streets. This was mainly due to DJ Academics and his constant coverage of the Chicago drill hip-hop scene. Academics made multiple videos throughout the years on Lil Reese. 
and portrayed Reese as one of the most dangerous rappers in Chicago. Academics was even the one who came up with Lil Reese's nickname, the Grim Reaper, since he claimed that Reese's Twitter page is more like an obituary, because whenever Lil Reese would mention one of his ops in a tweet, they would somehow pass away soon after. But now, with all this worldwide attention on Lil Reese, the Chicago Police Department are watching him more than ever. Curious on what Lil Reese got caught up in over the years? Well then, we've got you covered. Here's an exclusive inside look at the criminal history of Lil Reese. Lil Reese has been living in Southside Chicago his whole life and was apparently already affiliated with the BDs by the age of five. The BD said Reese claims is Lamron. For those of you who don't know, Lamron is normal spelled backwards, which is named after their main block, 64th and Normal. Lamron later came together with another BD set in Inglewood called Taytown and formed 300. Almost every BD set in the Inglewood area of Chicago claims 300, such as Chief Keefe from O'Block and Fredo Santana from Front Street. Rest in peace. Lou Reese's involvement with the streets has unfortunately led to some run-ins with the law, with the earliest documented arrest happening in early 2010, when Lou Reese was just 17 years old. The details of this arrest are close to none since Reese was still a minor at the time, but we do know for sure that Lil Reese was arrested and charged for being involved in some type of burglary. It's unclear how much time he actually spent behind bars, but it was later revealed a few years later by various media outlets such as XXL that Lil Reese ended up pleading guilty to the burglary charges and was given two years of probation. During his time on probation, Reese seemed to stay out of legal trouble since there was no public document showing that he was arrested during his two years of probation. It was also during this time that Lil Reese started to take rap more seriously and ended up making several songs with Chief Keef which resulted in both of them having a legendary impact on the Chicago drill hip-hop scene. After Lil Reese was off probation, he ended up signing a solid record deal with Def Jam, which made most fans think that Reese would take this money and move away from the streets of Chicago to a place such as LA, so he could stay out of trouble and focus on music. But, unfortunately, this wasn't the case, and Lil Reese continued to stay in Chicago. Lil Reese's second arrest took place in April 2013, just a few months after he signed his record deal with Def Jam. While police were patrolling the South Wells area of Chicago, an officer found a man sleeping in a parked vehicle on the side of the road. After taking a second glance at the sleeping man, the officer recognized that it wasn't just any man, it was Lil Reese, the Chirac Grim Reaper. The officer then began to run Lil Reese's name in the system, 
and found that he had a warrant for his arrest in Champaign County, Illinois. This warrant for Reese stems from an incident that occurred back in February 2012, when Lou Reese allegedly attacked a female after she was trying to remove him and his 20 other friends from her apartment. One of the witnesses of this altercation filmed it, and later posted it online in October of 2012, after Lil Reese was starting to make a name for himself in hip-hop. Once the video surfaced online, someone then made a police report about the situation, which led to the police putting a warrant out for Lil Reese's arrest. After the office, oh man, it's so it's so interesting to watch how that has grown over the time. And uh, shout out to everybody that is on EYL University. You know the Patreon tier five members. You have access to the number one online school for education that is EYL University. Uh, and shout out to everybody that's supporting the merch, man. It is it is going really well, man. So I'm happy to see everybody out there. I, I need some people to start tagging them when they when they wear the merch, though, man. I like seeing that, man. I love to see people working out in it. I love seeing people uh, having it on while they watching Market Mondays or they watching the podcast. So keep doing more of that, man. I love to see it. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for rocking with us. We appreciate you. Um, we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. NRS section 201.180 regulates and outlaws incest in the state of Nevada. And incest is defined as marrying or engaging in sexual intercourse with someone who is closer than a half-blood cousin or a second cousin. In actuality, these cases are rarely prosecuted unless some allegation of impropriety comes to the surface. So if, there's, if the relationship goes bad and an accusation flies and law enforcement gets wind of it, you might actually find yourself being charged with incest in the state of Nevada. And the, the state of Nevada treats incest as a very serious crime with penalties ranging up to life in prison. One defense to sale of a drug would be entrapment. And that would be if the police or law enforcement agents induce someone who otherwise was not predisposed to engage in a transaction to do so. An example of entrapment in a, in a sale of drugs scenario would be uh, medical marijuana. Uh, we've seen here in Las Vegas where law enforcement operatives will contact medical marijuana dispensary providers in California and offer them a price for medical marijuana that's far greater than what they could get in California. And then they in turn come here, deliver marijuana to the state of Nevada, and they get arrested for sale of marijuana. That would be a scenario where we might have a good argument that a person who otherwise 
was not predisposed to engage in a sale was induced or entrapped by the price that local law enforcement was willing to pay. Well, he undertook three of the importations with some of those hundreds of people. And he did it maybe early on in this big conspiracy. Hey, probably should have been reasonably foreseeable that some of those people might have gone on and imported drugs on other occasions in the conspiracy. Might have been known to him after his three importations that others went on and imported drugs again. They may have dropped by and said, boy, you need to come on out there, help us import some more drugs here. You know, you did it three times and sort of, we haven't seen you around lately, come on down. Uh, you know, maybe he knows about it. It's not only reasonably foreseeable, it's known. But that's not the analysis. The analysis is you say, what was the scope of the defendant's undertaking? The undertaking of the defendant out of this conspiracy was the three importations. So even if something is known to the defendant or reasonably foreseeable, if it's not within the scope of the defendant's undertaking, it is not going to be relevant conduct. A2 we refer to as expanded relevant conduct. When we have this expanded relevant conduct under A2, we're not expanding the acts of the defendant because we, we know that if we look at the, the, the who or the acts of the defendant and the acts of the others under the three-part analysis. So we're not expanding the who. We are expanding rather the, the when, the temporal component. And what we're expanding is only for certain kinds of offenses. Drug trafficking, fraud, theft, money laundering, firearms offenses, counterfeiting, alien smuggling, tax violations, antitrust violations. A lot of offenses are listed back there. You're probably talking in excess of about 80% of all your cases are going to have expanded relevant conduct. So this is not something that happens infrequently. It's all those acts that were part of the same course of conduct or common scheme or plan as the offense of conviction. Hmm, my defendant came in, pled guilty to one count, selling drugs on one street corner on one occasion. That's the offense of conviction. A1 of relevant conduct kept us locked in to all those things that occurred during that sale in preparation for that sale, avoiding detection. Acts of the defendant and acts of others. Uh, but, oh, this is one of those for which relevant conduct is expanded. Now I'm not looking just at that offense of conviction for my time frame, the when. I'm looking at the course of conduct or common scheme or plan of which this offense of conviction is part. You say, gosh, the course of conduct was this defendant sold drugs on the street corner 52 weeks, a kilo at a time. So now you're looking at all that course of conduct, common scheme or plan, and saying, okay, everything the defendant did during that course of conduct, common scheme or plan, are the acts of others under the three-part analysis in that course of conduct, common scheme or plan. Suddenly, from pleading guilty to one count for which one kilo of drugs was involved, you're looking at 52 kilos or however many kilos were involved in all these transactions. So relevant conduct has expanded tremendously for these kinds of offenses. There's a listing at, also at 3D1.2D of offenses for which you will not use this expanded relevant conduct. And included there are essentially offenses against the person uh, that are more or less like the crimes of violence. 
uh, robbery, assault, murder, kidnapping, criminal sexual assault, extortion, and burglary. Those kinds of offenses are listed. One final point, uh, we know with uh, uh, our time frames, and I don't want to get you too confused on terminology, but the time frames on criminal history. You know, you go back to five years, to 10 years, to 15 years to count the prior sentences when you're looking at a guy's prior record. Well, you're going back five years, 10 years, 15 years from when? From the earliest date of relevant conduct. And that can be quite critical in terms of prior criminal record getting counted against the defendant. Because you've got the guy coming in for sentencing here today, and the offense this, the defendant committed that was this one sale of drugs on one occasion, that happened a year ago. But this guy had a course of conduct, a common scheme or plan of selling drugs once a week for the last five years. So six years ago is when he started this course of conduct, common scheme or plan. The earliest relevant conduct we looked at for this defendant was six years ago. Well, that being the case, when you're counting back 5, 10, 15 years to see, does this guy have any prior sentences that we're going to count? Are they too far out of our time frame? You say, oh, gosh, well, he had one that was like 20 years ago. Hmm, we're going to count that because six years ago when the relevant conduct began, counting back 15 years from the six years ago, we're going back 21 years. Yes, that 21-year, that 20-year-ago sentence gets counted against this defendant. So the defendant will be moving across the sentencing table in terms of the criminal history category for things that will get brought in there. Welcome back again. As we looked at the video there, it gave us a brief uh, view of the drug trafficking guideline at 2D1.1. You know, typically when you look at the drug trafficking guideline or begin discussing uh, sentences under drug uh, statutes, the issue will lead to the, 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 to the discussion of how do you determine statutory penalties for drug offenses, both mandato mandatory minimum penalties and statutory maximum penalties. And certainly interest in those areas uh, has been increased tremendously. This, the two, that one straight, rub all around it now. Go ahead and rub all around it now. <laughs> and then we go to all four, and they acknowledge this, right? I also do this with a tread death reader. These tires straight? They good, right? We good. Firm understanding. Ain't nobody going to say that after no trip. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So also, when they bring it back, and I be like, you got my wheels there, guy. I need 250 from you. They're going to cash at you right away. They're going to feel like they got to because I, I remember that walkthrough. You damn sure showed me. <laughs> you feel me? So look, but what I want y'all to know is if you charge it 100 a day for the rental, right? Mm -hmm. You're getting that 250 on top. So that means instead of the 100 a day that you're getting, you're getting uh, like a 350. Use it every time. Every trip. Now, and there's multiple wheels sometimes. Sometimes they try to parallel park to the right and the left. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm telling you these dudes can't drive. I'm talking about it's guaranteed, man. So you get, that's a tip. That's oh, the biggest jewel y'all gonna get the name from that. So, so every single time this is gonna happen, right? And I get that every so trip. So how do you do it? So you, you said something about the black rim. Like you get your- I love black wheels because it's easy to see when somebody does curb rash because it's gonna be chrome underneath. They scratch it. Now if they get the rim that's all completely black, 
The wheels are black, right? Mm. You see this? You got clear photos. Now, when it comes back, it got chrome in the middle of that. Bro, come on. What you do to my wheels, bro? And then, you know what I mean? It's simple. So you just make sure you cover your own basis. Don't expect people to have integrity when you don't have the integrity in the, in the beginning of your trip. Mm. If you don't sit there and go, I care about my car, they're going to be like, he don't care if I beat it up. And now if you already got scratches in your wheels, they're also not going to give a damn when they scratch them again. Right. So you always want to fix them in between every trip. You always want to make sure you do that. Don't let cars go out with maintenance lights on and stuff like that. Do not do it. You don't need the money. You make more money sometimes with the cars sitting than going out. Mm. Then how do you do that? Because if it's sitting and it didn't go out on that trip that totals it or something like that, or they, you don't get it covered by Twirl because you had the engine light on and the engine failed and you know the dude was driving your joint like a stick, Right. You know what I mean? Tearing up your damn motor. Um, if you want to just negate that, you just get everything fixed before it goes out. Don't be afraid to say no sometimes. Sometimes no is helping you. Mm-hmm. It's going to keep that car on the road longer. Right. So that's what it's about. We want to make money for a long time, not just for a little sure. bit. For sure. That's why I get those little economy cars, let them just trap out. So I'm going to tell you to play with the economy cars. Talk to me about so, the play. Ooh, so the economy boy. cars, you buy them $3,000 off, offer up for Facebook market space. It, it don't matter if it's so older than 2013. You can get, I got an old 9 Nissan Altima right now going mm-hmm. crazy. 350 a week. They're killing it. Uh, matter of fact, 09 Nissan, Nissan Altima, not even in good condition. They still taking it. They taking it. 350 a week and they'll be gone four or five months, right? Whose insurance is it on? It's under my personal insurance. It's under my personal insurance. And I could care less what happens with it. You get what I'm saying? So I'm getting it out and it's going. If it gets crashed, I don't care. I've paid nothing for it. It's, it's paying. It's big, big reward for me, right? I could care less. Yeah, so, okay. A 09, so let's say you pay $2,000 for it, mm-hmm. right? You rent it out for three fifty a week. Mm-hmm. That's $1,400 a month. Every time. Two months, that's $2,800. There you go. Three I'm, months, you're you I'm eight. gone. Hey, I'm going profit. Four months, you doubled your bread. Oh, trust me. And them things will stay out for a year. These people, you have no idea. And then let me tell you how to kill it, though. So they be out, and I'm making that fourteen hundred rain, hell, sleet, or snow. I'm going to sleep, waking up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and look, keep in mind. Look, also, I forgot to even throw this in the beginning. Before y'all rent our cars in any way, two, three kill switch trackers in the car, mandatory. If you do a joint venture with me, mandatory. You got to have a kill switch tracker. I got to have two or three of them in there, because if they find a first one, we got to have another one. So either way, they got to be able to cut the engine off. So when these cars are out on the week to week, I know people wondering like, oh, it's out on the week to week. You really trust these people to pay you? Come on, they don't pay me. I'm chopping that joint off. Mm. And they can't drive it. They ain't doing nothing with it. Uh, we chop them off. It happens once every couple months. We got to kill switch somebody. Mm. But they'll pay. And then and you know how you know they'll pay? Because you'll kill switch it, go pick the car up or something, and they'll have their stuff in it. And they want their stuff back. Let me get my key. <laughs> Let me get my money. It's guaranteed. So uh, that is, is smooth. So always have um, multiple keys and always have kill switch trackers in them. You're going to always know where they at. You're always going to be able to cut them off and take it from the customer. It's simple. But most of the people who I deal with are, are great. There's random people who get cars for other people who do weird stuff. And sometimes you got to chop them and, and go get that thing. It's, so, it's a part of the game. No risk, no reward, right? So either way, so this is the play. So they, I get them. 2,000, 3,000, OG car, don't matter. Sometimes I get free cars. Some people are like, I don't want it no more. 
Let me get that. All right, I'll take it. 450 a week. Let's get it. It's out of there. It's going, it's going, it's going. Now, if I pay 2000 at the jump, I made eight, 9000 off of it for keeping all through the year. Now, tell me why I do this every time. Hey, bro, you've been having this joint for like nine months. You might well just buy it off me for 1500 You might well buy it off me for 2000 What I paid for. The price I paid for. What I paid for. And then I get that and I go get another one. Mm. I, go get, I do this all the time. Bro, people don't believe me. People do not believe me. I'll be like, I do it all the time. I, I just sold it to her. A category E felony in Nevada would include possession of narcotics, a second time charge for peeping, solicitation of a minor for prostitution, or recruitment into a criminal gang. Most category E felonies would result initially in a sentence of probation but uh, they could also result in a prison sentence of up to four years in the state prison. For record seal on a Category E felony, you are eligible to seek a record seal seven years after completion of your sentence. And get a cashier's check and go home. I just pulled my money off my credit card and I got reward points because I was on a cruise ship. So since you're on a cruise ship, you get five points per dollar. So since I'm on a cruise ship, I get five points per dollar. I literally got chips <laughs> with the room key. I could max every card off if I wanted to and go home with the cashier's check if I needed to use it to invest, whatever I needed to do. And I still accumulate the reward points. So if I need to go buy a house, I literally can go on a cruise three days for 200 bucks, go pull off 50,000, come home with cashier's checks and go do my investment. But you so you, this guy is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so, wait, so when you take the 20, nah, no joke. So when you take the 20, you are paying the 20 back, but you yeah. are redeeming the rewards points that come with spending that amount of money. You can keep the reward points. That's the perks and benefits of having credit. Um, and that's one of the main perks and benefits of having credit. I tell people is that credit cards versus debit cards is that you spend your cash, you get nothing back. Mm -hmm. You don't get big interest from letting it sit in the bank, right? But what? how do we actually use the bank to for a benefit? What do we get from the bank? Like, And one of the things is that why they incentivized it was the reward points. But a lot of people in our community don't have that information and know how to use the incentives that they give us. We so don't even do the research. The research. I feel like like that's like the fine line. Like nobody's reading the fine line like, yo, you get this, these. I mean, the, the most we ever look at is like, yo, can we get air, airplane rewards or airport mm -hmm. rewards and hotel rewards? But there's so many other things like, that you can actually be using this for. <laughs> Yo, listen, right? Is that one of the key things is this, right? Um, today, you know, I got on recession proof, right? Um, but I'm an advocate of my community. I'm an advocate of where I come from. Some people will be like, Yo, it's ignorant. Y'all, we shouldn't wear designer clothes. We shouldn't do this and, and do that. Um, wear support black, whatever it is, whatever you want to wear, wear naturally you know, things that's made from natural products, not cotton. Um, I like wearing nice clothes. Louis Vuitton, Fendi right now, some of my favorite Dior. 
Um, but I know everybody, a lot of people in the community, this is what they're after. These are the things that they desire to wear because it gives them status, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of a sense of status, and I'll keep it a buck. It is it's a sense of status that people want something that costs more, something that's extra flyer than, and make it separate. We got people growing up that and kids that don't know how to actually go and get it without doing something illegal. Right. So they go and selling drugs and robbing people for these designer clothes because nobody told them that, hey, listen, you can actually be an entrepreneur and learn business where you can leverage credit and get it for free. So what I did was this. I started going and I don't I don't want to spend my money on stuff. I'm cheap. Right. I really don't like spending my money. So when I get designer clothes, I get it for free. I'm not going to spend cash. So in order for me to get designer clothes, I say, listen, I can run up my reward points. And then redeem the the transaction. So when I go, like I went and went to Louis Vuitton, spent six thousand, right, mm-hmm. like sixty five hundred dollars in Louis Vuitton, and I literally redeem my reward points to cover it. How do you get the reward points? People don't know is the benefits of a credit card. Like you said, your Gold American Express card alone gives you four to five points per dollar. Four to five points per dollar every dollar you spend on running ads. So you mean to tell me you're going to incentivize me making money with your money. Here's a hundred thousand dollar credit card. Go run and, and spend it, run ads to market your business and get in front of people. And I'm going to give you rewards for using my money. I ran a hundred thousand on ads, made um, had a million dollar month. On the back end, they gave me seventy five hundred. Can we not let that just go over everybody's head? <laughs> we just gonna breeze past that. <laughs> Yo, I mean, congrats to you for that. Nah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, but that is is that. Even with that, and I'm going to stay on that and the power, and, and nobody can say it's not power in a black dollar, right? Because that is the black dollar. These are things that are in services and um, the community I built for our community. And so this is our money circulating within our community. Mm-hmm. But I literally, this is the, the point is that the information, I literally ran off my, my Amex Gold, spent 100000 brung back a million. And then got um, close to like 9,000 reward points. So then I redeemed it and went shopping at Louis, spent 6,000. So when you, are you redeeming it? Are you getting a, a gift card to the store? Like, are you getting like a sax card? or How does that work? No, nah, I literally went shopping, uh-huh. swiped my card when I go sh- shopping. Thing on the day it happened. Now I showed this photo first as it's only gonna make sense if you see this picture first so you can kinda compare these other photos to this first one. Now YNW Melly does say that this was a drive-by that happened. And as you can tell from where everyone was sitting, the only ones affected by this was Juvie and Sack Chaser somehow. Borland and Melly ended up coming out of this perfectly fine. 
I honestly have no idea how that even happened, seeing as some of these pictures, the car looks like it got absolutely trashed, but still, only Bortland and Melly came out of this without a scratch. And sharing these next pictures, you could basically see all of the angles that the car was hit from. As you could tell, it's very, very real. And if this situation was caught on camera, it probably would be something that would not be allowed to be shown to the public. As you can just tell how serious of an incident this truly was. Something this serious? It's surprising that the court case is not being, you know, shared as much to the public as we would think. The law enforcement is very unsure of what even happened in this situation. They're very unsure about this incident that went down with Melly and Bortland as they actually ended up taking around 40 minutes to get help for their friends apparently. Now apparently when this all went down, YNW Melly and YNW Bortland I guess sat there at the scene for around 30 to 40 minutes or something before taking his two best friends who obviously needed some medical attention as soon as possible to get help. Instead of calling for an ambulance or something along the lines of that, YNW Melly actually decided on driving to the hospital himself for whatever reason. And that is still another reason why they're leaving YNW Melly in lockup, as they actually really want to know why he didn't just call for emergency help, as that is what would make the absolute most sense, but he for some reason didn't. And I can understand where YNW Melly is coming from. Honestly, there was a, probably a lot of adrenaline and fear going on in his head. And honestly, I probably would have froze up if I was in his situation as well. So you can't really, you know, go at him for that. And I really do hope we get to see YNW Melly let free very soon. As I do believe it has been time for him to be free or at least be put on house arrest for the time being. He has been sitting in lockup for I don't even know how long now, two to three years. And I think he deserves to at least be on house arrest. If you do think that as well, let me know down below in the comments, and also if you enjoyed the video, leave a like on it. Anyways guys, it has been District Trending, and I'm out. Peace. Prosecutor painted a picture of Campbell as a violent felon, not a well-intentioned media figure. He has over 20 arrests and two felony convictions, but his attorney says he put those problems in his past and is now out to help others. I think um, what's made Daryl, and people know him as Taxstone, so popular is that he's able to reach audiences that traditionally people can't.
At Montgomery's request, the judge approved a bail package for half a million dollars that also includes house arrest. As for Troy Ave, he remains free on bail on attempted murder and weapons possession charges. In lower Manhattan, I'm Lisa Evers, Fox 5 News. He was in, and they tell me that they're going to check on it to see and try to see if they see the car. Right. Long story short, I said I wasn't. I was still scared that I was gonna get the car back. So I got in the car. Dion's like, let's go. Dion's no. We took an Uber. Mm. We didn't have no car. Right. I we took an Uber. We're in an Uber truck. We're both in the. We're both in the back seat. And we're tracking the car. I said, yo, call OnStar to tell them to shut the car off. I forgot we got OnStar on there. Mm -hmm. Right. We call OnStar. They say, yeah, we can't shut the car off while it's moving. I said. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> but what happens if the car stops? Can you shut off? You said we still can't shut off because we need a police report. Hey, what? You need a police report first before we can shut the car off? And after he explained to me, I, I understood why, the, the logic behind it, but I wasn't trying to hear all that. Right. I need my car shut Your off and shut it off. Is... Now stress level went six, seven, eight. I'm like, oh, yeah, this car is about to be gone. I just got this car. Super Bowl's coming up. I don't even know if insurance is going to cover it. I just, like, put it, like, I don't know. Thankfully, right, I checked the app. Every, I checked the app. I'm checking the app every three minutes because we're telling the Uber driver to follow, go this way. Like, it was like a movie. Go straight, go straight, go straight. <laughs> Bust the right. It was crazy. Then I come to find out my, my tracker had a five-minute delay on it. I'm Whoa. like, oh my God, <laughs> what's going on? Then we checked out. We see don't, we don't see the car moving anymore. Like, good, they stopped it. Call on star. All right, we, we found out the car, the person who stole the car, stopped car, can you, can you shut it off? No, we still need a police report. I was like, please, just please for me, just shut the car off, please. Mm. All right? He says, sorry, we don't, we don't even have connection with the car. You know what he told me? He says the tracker has been compromised. I'll never forget those words. Wow. He used the word compromised, meaning they took the dang tracker out the car. Come to find out, this is not a guide to how to steal a, a 2016 Corvette. <laughs> it However, was definitely the tutorial. <laughs> but the, the, the tracker in this specific model mm -hmm. for OnStar is in the uh, mirror. Right. Yeah, so all he did was pull that thing off, and that was it. It was disconnected, OnStar. Mm. You know how we press the all yeah. button? He took that thing off, and that's how he got the car. Right? Wow. So, so I was scared throughout the process, but then it got so point where I had to get out the Uber. I said, I, it, it, was so, it was so sad. I'm like, all right, man, we lost the car. Dion, you can just go back home. That, mm. was, that was like that was the, the tone of it. Right. Like, we, we, we didn't win this battle. <laughs> <laughs> lost, man. I, I'll figure it out, man. You need any more help? No, man. Just, just go on. It was like that. Mm. I went and I got to my other car. Got home, rolled up the window, and screamed at the top of my lungs. Really? That's how stressed it was. Never mind. I sat back. I reclined. You don't even see like, I, I screamed. I don't even see it coming from you, bro. That's the crazy thing about it. Yeah. That's not me. Yeah. It got so stressful. I screamed. In the top of my lungs. Mm. But then I got reminded, one of my, my key, like, grounding statements is, what's God's will in this? Mm. That's what I, that's what saved me. 
once God's will is, and I, because of my faith, I know that everything I do in my life, God has me set up for a win. Yeah. So whether this is an L or not, it's oh, it's still a setup for the win. So if I endure to the end of the process, I'll get to see that dub. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, I saw that dub. But the question is, how did I end up seeing it? This is how, right? Car stolen. I was like, okay, let me file in the claim for a stolen car. My insurance, they'll pay me out. Cool. That's what insurance is for. Mm-hmm. So I call my insurance. They say, okay, file a report. We need a police report. So I got the police report. And they, um, they tell me, after 20 days of your car still not coming up, and if it's still missing, then we'll wow. pay it off. So I got to wait 20 days. Goodness gracious. Right? Mind you, I got that car in anticipation of Super Bowl weekend. Mm. I missed out on $3,000. So that car that usually gets rented out for Just for the weekend. Yeah, it's just a weekend. That yes. car usually goes out for $400, $500. But on Super Bowl weekend, 1000 a day. Mm. Easy. Just run for one car. Right? So that Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, my God. I took an L. Luckily, I had my Airbnb. My Air- I had one Airbnb unit that made $7,000. Mm. $3,500 a day. Somebody nice. booked it for two days. But anyways, and for me, it's not about the money. Um, anyway, back to the process. The process was this. They said 20 days. If the car doesn't show up, we'll, we'll pay you the cash value of the car. So even though I paid forty six, the car, they, they estimated the car to be worth $39,000. Gap insurance. I canceled it uh, two weeks before. <laughs> I got Gap when I initially signed the documents. Right, the dude sold me on it, and oh, I needed oh, it. Oh, I was like, "Man, why oh, am I paying? Take this L. Take this L. <laughs> why am I paying gap insurance? Man, I don't need no gap. I ca- I called him and canceled it. Come to find out, I absolutely needed it because I have to pay the difference. Mm. Gap insurance, as you know, pays the difference between how much you pay for the car and how much the value is. Mm. In case you 